Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 2nd. Today we're going to continue in Alma chapter 5. Now in Alma chapter 5, there's a section of verses here where it almost feels like Alma is having a PPI, a personal priesthood interview with all these different people, like a temple recommend interview. And he's asking all these questions. Now, I thought it would be interesting today to go through some of these questions. Now, I didn't hit on every single one of them, but to go through several of these questions. And as we go through them, let's try to answer them like we would a survey. You know how with a survey, it says never, almost never, sometimes, almost always, and always. Let's take a look at these questions and see where you would rank yourself or where I would rank myself on that survey scale from never to always and everything in between, and give us an idea of where we are with these questions that Alma presents to us. Now, give yourself some slack here with these questions, especially because we are our own worst critics. I have the hardest time in Temple Recommend interviews when he asks, do you consider yourself worthy in every way to be in God's house or whatever that last question is? Well, am I perfect? No. And God's requirement is perfection. So, ooh, like I just have a hard time declaring myself, yes, like I am there. I'm good enough. I'm worthy because we are our own worst critics. So usually my answer is, well, I haven't done anything horrendous and I'm repentant every day. So (laughs) I'm trying. I really am trying. So make sure that when we ask these questions, you give yourself that benefit of the doubt. Be easy on yourself. And understand that, as President Nelson said in the last conference, the Lord loves effort. Okay, so let's jump right into the first one. Verse 16, Alma's saying, when you see yourself in front of the Lord at that judgment day, can you hear the voice of the Lord saying unto you in that day, come unto me, ye blessed, for behold, your works have been the works of righteousness upon the face of the earth. How do you picture that judgment day? Do you picture the Lord saying, come unto me, I am well pleased with your efforts? Do you picture it that way? Never, almost never, sometimes, almost always, or always? Is it a positive experience when you picture that judgment day? The next question is in verse 19. It says, I say unto you, can ye look up to God at that day with a pure heart and clean hands? I say unto you, can ye look up having the image of God graven in your countenances. So do you feel like you reflect the Savior? Never, almost never, sometimes, almost always, always. Where do you fall on that? Now, one of my favorite verses in chapter 5, verse 26, And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren, if ye have experienced a change of heart, and if ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can ye feel so now? I love that verse. Alma's saying, if you have received a remission of your sins, have you retained that remission? And when you think about that change of heart, when you think about that remission of sins, does it fill your soul with joy? I think that one's so interesting to me because as we are humble, as we are repentant, and as we reflect often on the atonement of Jesus Christ and what it's done for us, I think we constantly find ourselves wanting to shout from the rooftops the wonder and glory of the atonement of Jesus Christ. 
Every time I really think about it with that humility and gratitude, I want to shout it out. But do I think about it enough? Am I reflecting on what the Savior and my Heavenly Father has done for me enough that I'm always wanting to sing the song of redeeming love? In this last General Conference, Elder Renlund said, The consistency of pleas from prophets to reflect on the goodness of God is striking. Our Heavenly Father wants us to recall His and His beloved Son's goodness, not for their own gratification, but for the influence such remembrance has on us. By considering their kindness, our perspective and understanding are enlarged. By reflecting on their compassion, we become more humble, prayerful, and steadfast. Every time we use, benefit from, or even think of these gifts, we ought to consider the sacrifice, generosity, and compassion of the givers. Reverence for the givers does more than just make us grateful. Reflecting on their gifts can and should transform us. So where are we on that scale? I'm sure each and every one of us has felt to sing the song of redeeming love. We've all probably felt that redemption at some point in our lives. But are we retaining in our hearts and in our minds what the atonement of Jesus Christ has done for us and what it continues to do for us? Because as Elder Renlund says, as we reflect upon that often, it makes us grateful, yes, but it also changes our hearts. Now I'm going to skip around a little bit and go down to verse 30, and then I'll come back. It says, And again I say unto you, Is there one among you that doth make a mock of his brother, or that heapeth upon him persecutions? So are we kind? The one that hit me is, Make a mock of his brother? Because it made me think, Is my sarcasm making a mock of people sometimes? Do I need to be better at the type of humor that I'm attempting so that I'm not mocking people with it or I'm not belittling anyone? I need to watch what I say, especially in joking tones. So that one hit me deep. Are we kind? Do we lift others up? Where do we fall on the scale with those two questions? Verse 29 says, Behold, I say, is there one among you who is not stripped of envy? Now, envy is interesting because the prophets don't speak out against envy a ton, but think about what envy does for us or to us. When we are envious, can we truly have a real connection, a loving connection with those that we're envying? President Benson taught that the sin of pride is a sin of comparison. And on that same note, if comparison is a sin of pride, and if we reverse that, If comparison is a sin of pride, then isn't envy also a sin of pride? So Alma tells us that we have to be stripped of envy. The question is, how do we do that? President Uchtdorf once said, The more we allow the love of God to govern our minds and emotions, the more we allow the love for our Heavenly Father to swell within our hearts, the easier it is to love others with the pure love of Christ. As we open our hearts to the glowing dawn of the love of God, the darkness and cold of animosity and envy will eventually fade. 
So we become stripped of envy as we fill our lives and hearts with the love of God. Envy and pride do not exist in a heart filled with charity. So where do we fall on that scale? Are we envious? Never? Almost never? Sometimes? Almost always? Always? Where do we land? And on that same note, verse 28 asks, Are you stripped of pride? And then in verse 27 it says, Have ye walked keeping yourselves blameless before God? Have ye been sufficiently humbled? Have your garments been cleansed and made white through the blood of Christ who will come to redeem his people from their sins? Now, you guys, that first question is really interesting. It says, have you kept yourself blameless before God? I think it's really important to understand here that that's not saying, have you been perfect? Have you sinned at all? That's not the question. Of course, we're not perfect. Of course, we have sinned. But have we kept ourselves blameless by, as this verse says, humbling ourselves and allowing the blood of Christ to make us clean? This verse is not asking if we are perfect. It's asking if we are repentant. Do we rely on the atonement of Jesus Christ to cleanse our hearts and our lives? Now I get it. That is an intense personal priesthood interview. There is a lot there to take in. But my friends, I'm going to give you a challenge and I will take this challenge myself. If there was a question there that you didn't like the answer to, this week, will you pray for the help and strength to do better in that area? I will. I know the area that I need to work on and I'm going to do better, but I'm not going to do better on my own. You and I will change our hearts. You and I will change our behaviors, our attitudes in and through the atonement of Jesus Christ, who not only makes white our garments through his blood, but also strengthens and enables us through his grace. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. <laughs>